Welcome to Prompt Help Podcast. Here at Prompt Help, we're touching on all of the trends and topics relevant today in health and wellness. Each and every week, we chat with health experts in medical, holistic, and allied health and wellness so they may share their wisdom with you. We believe everyone's journey in health and wellness should be personalized for them as one size does not fit all. Make sure you check out PromptHealth.ca to see how we personally are combating some of the inefficiencies within the healthcare system. Without further ado, I'm Heidi and this journey to the healthier you can begin right now. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Prompt Health Podcast. Here we are for another episode speaking with a health expert trying to get educated and learn more about different health professions, services, and treatment options. As for the agenda today, we talk about chiropractic care. We had the pleasure of connecting with Dr. Kayla Wynn, who is a chiropractor from Hamilton, Ontario. She's an integrative healthcare practitioner who values patient-centered evidence-based care that emphasizes whole body health. Dr. Rin values her relationships with her patients and strives to develop a personalized treatment plan for each one, whether it be hands-on manual therapy, patient education, or exercise recommendations. Her compassion is demonstrated through her dedication to help patients maximize their overall function so that they can attain their personal goals and maintain an active lifestyle. Now, without further ado, let's get started with Dr. Rin here. Hello. Hi. Hi, how are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm great, thank you. Well, pleasure to have you here. Thanks for taking the time to join us. Looking forward to learn more about you. Um, and I don't want to go into too much detail. I'm going to let you introduce yourself. But as you know, we love to talk to different practitioners and learn about what you do and all kinds of services you offer. Uh, so I'm going to uh, start by asking you to tell us a little bit about yourself and then we go from there. Sure. So uh, my name is Dr. Kayla Wren and I grew up in the Hamilton, Ontario area. Um, and now I'm actually a chiropractor working back in the same area near where I grew up. Um, so I always knew growing up that I wanted to be in the health, a healthcare provider somehow. I wasn't sure which one. And as I did my undergraduate degree at the University of Guelph, I got really invested into um, like biomechanics and which is really just learning how the body moves and understanding how certain parts of the body affect other parts of the body and sort of connecting all the pieces to kind of get to the bottom of that puzzle. Um, and so from there, I decided that chiropractic was the perfect way to be able to learn more about it and, you know, have a career kind of in figuring out those puzzles. And so I went to New York Chiropractic College, and I did my doctorate of chiropractic there. And uh, once I completed that, I started practicing as a chiropractor. And it took until I really got out in the field to realize that a little bit of confusion about what chiropractic is and what chiropractors do, um, which I didn't realize going into it. <laughs> so 
I was really excited just to um, be here today and kind of clarify a little bit about, you know, what the profession kind of does, you know, what treatment look like and um, looks like and kind of just general kind of questions that I get from patients a lot to try and clear up a little bit of that uh, kind of confusion about what chiropractors actually do. Perfect. And that's exactly our mission to educate people on different services mm -hmm. And as you just mentioned, a lot of people think chiropractors just treat back. So they know chiropractors mm -hmm. as, as back doctors. So it would mm -hmm. be wonderful if you walk us through that about what chiropractors do and do they just treat backs? Sure. So uh, chiropractors generally are, we consider ourselves like musculoskeletal experts, really neuromuscular skeletal experts. And what that means is that we focus on anything that's a nerve, a bone, a muscle, or a joint, essentially, in the body, um, which is not limited to just backs. That's a very common, uh, mm -hmm. a common thing I get is, is just backs. But no, we're actually trained in doing any joint in the body. Um, so I, I see a lot of, you know, like carpal tunnel and wrists and ankle sprains, knees, um, as well as you know, what you typically think of for chiropractors. So low back pain, mid back pain, neck pain, headaches, that kind of thing. Um, but the honest answer is that if there's a joint or a muscle in the body and it moves, um, we're able to work on it. And our primary goal is focused around kind of restoring proper motion. So being able to evaluate and diagnose, you know, places in your body that maybe aren't, aren't moving as they should be and restoring that motion in order to kind of get you back functioning as as well as you can without pain but also prevent injury and prevent things whatever you had when you came in from happening again in the future so while a lot of people think of chiropractors as kind of fixing problems um, we do like to help fix problems, but we also like to send our patients back out into the world stronger than they were before to prevent anything from going wrong in the future kind of thing. <laughs> of course. And I've actually seen it uh, being quite popular for athletic population. Yeah. Like I know a lot of triathletes and Ironman um, use it as a uh, ongoing um, treatment or prevention for injuries and stuff. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, in elite athletes like that, it's fantastic. Um, it's also really great too, though, for any type of athlete. I kind of think of everyone as being an athlete of some sort, right? So whether you're you know, working at at home or walking your dog, we still want to, you know, make sure strong and your body's performing how we want it to do as you age and go through, you know, everyday life as well. <laughs> Absolutely. There are so many movements, simple movements in life that you can uh, hurt yeah. yourself if you're not fit yeah. enough, right? Yep, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and um, what kind of schooling does a chiropractor go through? Why um, are chiropractors considered doctors? Oh, gosh, um, they go through <laughs> a lot. <laughs> so most chiropractic colleges require you to have um, an undergraduate degree. Um, some take you after three years, and some need the four full-year program. So most of us have a full four-year undergraduate degree. And then chiropractic college itself is 
it's a 10 semester program. Um, different Cairo schools kind of do them in different setups, but it generally takes around four, four and a half years to do the, the doc chiropractic. Um, and so it consists of a lot of kind of different levels of training. So when you first go in, it's, it's a lot of what we call basic sciences, which really aren't that basic at all. Um, but more of those like textbook details, right? Like neurology and how every and your brain and spinal cord function. And then we do a lot of anatomy and we, you know, dissect the human body for a year and, you know, your biology, your biochemistry, all that like nitty gritty science stuff. Um, and then we move on to a more, I want to say like a practical portion of education. So in that phase, you learn how to take those nitty gritty details and apply them to real life scenarios. So this part is more focused on um, diagnosing and we're learning a lot of um, orthopedic tests or basically different tests we can do to try and get to the bottom of your pain and where it's coming from. Um, and then a lot of like radiology and imaging and things like that to be able to um, really master the art of diagnosing. And then from there, we have our clinical rotations, which is generally a year we rotate through different clinics. Some are in hospitals, some are just out in like small towns, some are based at universities. Um, so we do get a lot of hands-on experience throughout our, our, our schooling. Um, but then, <laughs> then mm -hmm. so it's, it's pretty cool because I think we're very qualified when we graduate because of all the experience we've had through Cairo school. But then we also uh, are required by our colleges. So most provinces and territories have a requirement that as we uh, practice and keep our license, we have to do so many hours of continuing education. So the schooling doesn't really stop when we graduate. Uh, we go on to do conferences and seminars and, and we're really lifelong learners, um, which I think is really important too, because, you know, science and research is constantly evolving and we're constantly figuring out new things. Um, and so it's good for us as a profession and, and as, you know, any type of healthcare practitioner to really stay on top of that and know, okay, what are we learning and what do we know now that maybe we didn't know before and how does that affect how we're treating or how we're, how we're practicing. And, you know, we never want to get stuck somewhere that we don't feel like we're changing at all. And we want to um, be providing our patients with the best care we can, um, which usually for me means that's researched and is shown to have good results. So in terms of how much schooling we do, technically like the schooling itself is about eight years after high school, um, but, and then we're learning forever. <laughs> um, yes. Uh... It goes forever. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, so I think you also asked why we're considered doctors. So. Part of that ties into the schooling, um, you know, just like how much we go through and that art of kind of diagnosis. About. Um, that's one thing that does differentiate us from some other healthcare practitioners is we do have that ability to um, come to a diagnosis and present that diagnosis to a patient, whether that be just through manual testing, um, whether that includes imaging uh, or anything like that. Um, and also, we are considered doctors because we are a like primary line of healthcare, I guess, um, or a front line. So what that means is that we can see patients off the street. Um, 
that haven't necessarily seen someone else before and were able to evaluate their condition and decide whether or not it falls into our scope, into that musculoskeletal kind of scope of practice we have. Um, and if it doesn't, we are able to get them to where they need to be, right? So even though most of our schooling and learning is focused on the musculoskeletal system, we also have to learn kind of a little bit of everything else to be able to recognize what's not in our scope of practice. And I think that's a big part of where that doctor title comes from is, yes, we're good at what we do. And yes, we're good at being in our, you know, musculoskeletal kind of wheels. But we're also able to recognize when the problem might be coming from something that's not in our wheelhouse and be able to refer them to the proper place to get there. I think that's pretty much my yes my that was that was pretty thorough so thank you so much for taking oh, no us through that and the clarification I, said a lot uh, I am a, <laughs> yes <laughs> I'm a huge fan uh, of chiropractic adjustment myself and with most of us working from home right now and sitting in all kinds of funny positions you know uh, leaning forward on our laptops or you know and not having proper ergonomics um, I know I've been feeling, you know, tight in upper back and I go for adjustments and there's these crazy cracking noise you hear. <laughs> so what is the cracking noise I hear during an adjustment? And can you please clarify, because some people might be concerned, is that safe? So can you talk to us about that? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yes. I actually, I, that's a question I get a lot. Um, there seems to be a bit of a misconception that that cracking noise is coming from your bones. Um, whether it's like your bones cracking against each other or it's, I don't know, but it is not even coming from your bones at all. It's um, the joints in between your bones. So almost all the joints in our body have like a little fluid sort of bubble between each bone, if you will. And what chiropractors do is they take those joints to the end of kind of where they normally move. So where your sort of range of motion is, we sort of take it right to where the edge of it is and we just put a little bit extra, just a little bit of a push. And what that does is changes the pressure in that fluid pocket in between the bones, which sometimes, not always, creates gas bubbles. And those gas bubbles are what is actually that cracking or it's more of a popping noise because they're bubbles, right? Um, and it's just those gas bubbles being released. And it's strange because it, it sounds loud. And a lot of reasons or a lot of the reason why it sounds loud, especially when sort of closer to your neck, is purely because it's closer to your ears. <laughs> as simple as that mm -hmm. sounds. Um, you know, that you hear in your neck is actually the same that you would hear, you know, in your knee or in your knuckles or your low back. But because it's so much closer um, to your ears, it's actually amplified through your bones and like also outside your ears. So you kind of hear that that loud cracking noise. Um, but it's very, very safe. Um, like I said, it's just those gas bubbles being released. But what's happening during an adjustment or spinal manipulation is we call it, it's called an HVLA, um, which stands for high velocity, low amplitude, which really just mm -hmm. means quick and little, 
like it's a really, really little quick impulse, um, but low amplitude. So you're, we're actually really not moving the joint that much at all. Um, just that tiniest little bit, just to get it a little bit more than it was when you kind of walked in. And so when you actually look at the, the research surrounding spinal manipulation therapy, it all points towards it being very safe um, because what we're actually doing is so minimal. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. It's not, there's, there's a little risk with everything. It's not impossible to, to have something happen, but it's so, so rare. It's uh it's, it's just such a small little adjustment to a joint that it is, it is very safe. Um, with that being said, though, there are tons of other treatments and therapies in a chiropractor's tool bag that they can use. So, you know, as safe as it is, and as much as research shows it's safe, excuse me, if, if mm-hmm. you're the patient don't feel comfortable with that, there's no problem with forcing that. And there's, there's lots of other ways to, um, to get the same results and get, you know, good treatment um, outcomes without using that. So it is very, mm-hmm. good, but it, it is, it's more about how safe the patient feels and, and working with that, I find. Yes. And that's why this education is so super important. So mm-hmm. thank you for that. Of course. And um, which brings me to the next question. Um, how long does treatment with a chiropractor usually last? I guess, as you mentioned, depending on what kind of treatment modality you guys use, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, there's kind of a range of, of how chiropractors treat. Um, personally, I, I like to spend a little extra time with my patients. I want to make sure that they feel like, you know, I'm, I'm giving them time and that I'm really listening and that we're, we're taking time to do what needs to be done. So for me, a treatment, my initial treatment is a little bit longer. Um, it usually takes around 45 minutes to an hour because we have to do uh, a really extensive history. Um, so, you know, I want to know everything about what's, what's bothering them, what their pain feels like, you know, what, what maybe caused it or, um, how it's affecting their day-to-day life. But then I also want to know about all their past medical history, everything else they've been diagnosed with and everything that maybe runs in their family. Um, so that I can really get a good picture of their their whole health history in order to help me formulate that that diagnosis, right? So, and then we go on to do you know different types of tests and evaluations to come to a diagnosis. So that first appointment does take longer um, because we do have to do all of that in the beginning so that we can kind of formulate a treatment plan and and what our goals are. Um, and then if possible, I do like to include treatment in my first appointment, um, assuming it's something that we've decided we want to go ahead with and that it is in my scope of practice, of course, um, then we'll then we'll do that. So that it takes a little longer on the first appointment and then follow up appointments are usually just a little bit of an update on how things are going, check a few things out and treat. So they're about half an hour. Um, but you will find there's a range between practitioners. Some practitioners like to have them a little bit shorter than that. And some practitioners like to spend a lot more time and do do even more with their with their patients. Um, so it's kind of finding a practitioner that um, that works for you in terms of the treatment of the or sort of the length of the treatment, like the actual appointment. In terms mm-hmm. of the like treatment plan, though. I think there's a misconception here as well that um, some people think that, you know, once you start seeing a chiropractor, you're, 
you're like locked in or you're like, <laughs> like mm-hmm. no. um, but that's also, that's not true at all either. Um, my goal and what I always say to my patients is my goal is for you to not need me, right? Like I want, I want to help you as much as I can, but I also want you to help yourself. And I want to give you, um, you know, tips and tricks and, you know, education, the tools that you need to be able to help, you know, heal yourself from this, but also, you know, going forward, help make yourself stronger so it doesn't happen again. And if you're constantly needing to come see me, then I feel like I'm not doing my job because I want you to be able to, um, you know, have the, the, the education to be able to, to do what you can do to help yourself kind of thing. Um, and I think that's a big part of, I think that's a big part of healthcare because at the end of the day, you know, what I can do in my office in, in half an hour is not even comparable to the other 23 and a half hours of the day that the patient is, you know, with themselves and, and needs focus on, on what they're doing and, and what they can change and strengthening things. And so I like to, I like to say that the, the less you need me, the better. Um, so it really depends on the condition. Some, some conditions do take longer to treat than others. Um, but generally speaking, I don't think you're, you're ever locked into seeing someone forever. <laughs> I really do think that the, the faster we can get you better, um, you know, the, the better it is. And obviously I love, you know, seeing my patients and having them visit, but I don't want them to need me. I, I don't want them to rely on, on my care. I want them to be able to, um, help themselves basically. And I think as you, uh, as you mentioned, it's all about empowering the patient by giving mm-hmm. them all the tools, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I like that. And do chiropractors work with other healthcare practitioners um, and would people need referrals? Yes. Um, no to the referrals. So chiropractors, mm-hmm. as I mentioned, were, are, were kind of a first line that we are able to take someone um entering the healthcare system and be able to direct them to where they need to go, if not our office. So referrals aren't necessary. Um, but a lot of times we get referrals um, because we do like to work with other healthcare practitioners. Um, and so I commonly work with um, massage therapists. I see a lot, um, physiotherapists, um, medical doctors as well, surgeons. Um, and I think it's really important to work with other healthcare practitioners because you know as we've learned over the years health is there's so many different aspects of health and just approaching it from kind of a a single direction is not going to get you the same results as having a team of practitioners that are helping you get there um i actually love working with other practitioners i think that's that's kind of where healthcare is going. It's more of a patient-centered model where we're all focused on doing what we can to get the patient the best results. And often us all sort of working together and communicating and compliments each other will help get patients a lot faster and better results than just coming at it from kind of one angle. I think it's best to approach health from from all angles, if you will. So it's also hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah, totally agree. Mm-hmm. And what questions should I ask my chiropractor? Yeah. So 
I guess first and foremost, it is super important to ask your chiropractor questions, actually to ask any practitioner questions. This applies to all types of healthcare practitioners, not just chiros. Um, because it's, you know, the patient should be involved in their healthcare and, um, and it's just so important for them to get the information they need. So when you're a chiropractor, I would say the best thing to do is to try and talk to them first. So a lot of chiropractors, a lot of healthcare practitioners in general, um, offer like consultations and stuff before you decide to sign up for treatment or come in for that first appointment where you can have a phone call or a video chat or whatever it is for 10 to 15 minutes and kind of get a feel for that practitioner and see like, is this someone that I feel comfortable with? Is it someone, you know, that I'm ready to trust with my health? And you can get those questions out and, and kind of feel it out. And so some of the questions that I, I would recommend asking is, one is sort of their treatment style. So what, you know, what kind of treatments do they use? Um, what are their techniques? How long do they generally spend with patients? Um, you can also, you know, give a little bit of a history, say, this is what I'm, this is what I'm dealing with right now. Um, have you dealt with people that have had this before? How long did it take for them to get better? How, like, you know, what did you do for them? And, and kind of get an idea of, is this something that lines up with what I want? And is it something that lines up with my schedule even, you know, like the length of treatment time, some people want short, quick appointments that are going to fit in their schedule easier. And some people have more time and are able to, you know, extra long appointments, and, and that's what they're looking for. So you definitely want to kind of get to the bottom of that before you start. And then you can also ask um, about specialties. So after the, um, the schooling that I mentioned earlier, there's also the option to do uh, like a three-year residency in there's a there's multiple different types of residencies um, so some chiropractors are like pregnancy specific chiropractors and some chiros are sports specific chiropractors and work with elite athletes um, some are pediatric specific so they're just working with young children um, so that's something good to know too if you are part of a specialty population looking for a chiropractor that has extra experience in that specialty um, is a really great way to kind of to kind of find that that match as well. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's super important just in general to be able to ask questions at all too. I love when my patients ask me questions because I, I just am so excited about what I do and, you know, what I've learned and the knowledge that I have that I want to share it with them. I want to, I want them to understand you know, where their pain's coming from and the mechanics of it and, and why we're doing what we're doing and how this treatment is actually helping and what the, the like mechanism is and, and, and where it's all coming from. So I often get it <laughs> accused over explaining what I'm doing just because I'm so excited about <laughs> just mm -hmm. them understanding it. So I think you want to, um, you want to find a chiropractor or again, this kind of goes for everyone, but just a practice that's that's open to your questions at any time not just at the beginning you should be able to ask questions throughout your treatment you know after your treatment three years down the road if you think of something um and really just have find healthcare practitioners that are um ready and willing and excited about answering your questions um and i think yeah that's that's kind of 
not necessarily specific questions you should ask, but just be able to ask questions, feel comfortable asking questions, and feel like you're getting good answers too. I think there's also something to be said for practitioners that are able to say um, when they don't know an answer um, and be able to say, hey, you know what? I don't, I actually don't know about that, but I'm going to look into it and I'm going to get back to you. Or I don't know about that, but I know this other person that does. So I'm going to get you connected with them and they'll be able to help you out. Um, and just having that open communication, I think, uh, is super important in a practitioner patient relationship. Yes, for sure. And I'm so happy you mentioned that, uh, Kayla, and this is exactly why Prompt Health was created, uh, the platform, uh, to provide that closer match mm-hmm. with the provider uh, based on all of those factors that you mentioned, because there is the treatment modality, there is health background, there is specialty, there is availability, age group, mm-hmm. so many things that people can get a closer match with what they're looking for. Um, thank you so much for, you know, everything that, you know, you walked us through. It was definitely very informative. I learned a lot. And the last thing um, is where can people find you? Yeah. So I thank you so much for having me. I was super excited to be here and I love Prompt Health's um, mission and I, everything you just said is awesome. I really think it's great that you guys are um, trying to help better that patient practitioner connection and, and making, helping people find the, the correct practitioner. Um, but if, if anyone has any more questions or anything too, um, the best place to reach me is on social media. Uh, my Instagram is at Dr. Kayla Wren, spelled D-R dot K-A-Y-L-A-R-Y-N-N-E. Uh, and my Facebook's the exact same as well. So either one of those, feel free to shoot me a message anytime. You don't have to be in, you know, the Hamilton area here. I'm happy to answer questions from wherever you are. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much, uh, Kayla. It was a pleasure. And um, looking forward to more collaboration in the future. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Thank you. Have a you great too. day. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. You've been listening to the Prompt Health Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, or YouTube and check us out on our website, prompthealth.ca. Subscribe for free to keep listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen from. Ratings and reviews would mean the absolute world to us. And tell your friends, Prompt Health is the next big thing. Find similar episodes every Sunday. Until next time, 